welcome to Season 4 of the Game Dev Arena. Let's go ahead and keep battling and conquering our goals. Greetings participants, welcome back to the Game Dev Arena. As participants are filing in through the gates, let me just start off by saying, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so at links in the description to my social medias. You can donate to the podcast directly, or you can sign up for the podcast email to receive information on future arenas, as well as information that may not reach the arena. With that, let's head, let's head down to the barracks for our first segment of the episode and talk about the news article that I found most interesting. To, uh, and basically the topic is, can artificial intelligence replace game artists? In my mind, I'm going to say no. The article describes as kind of saying no in the same fashion. But for me, artificial intelligence, while as great as it is, uh, I know everyone has heard all the buzz about chat GTP or chat GP, GPT. Yeah, chat GPT. So everyone has heard all that buzz about everything that it's doing and you see more and more things pop up that's uh, doing artificial intelligence and automating things for individuals. For me, artificial intelligence still has no emotion behind what they're doing. They're just doing it and just doing it just because they're told to do it. So game artists provides an emotion, whereas artificial intelligence, they just provide the work and that's it. They don't think about trying to evoke emotions, which you've heard in past arenas, you've heard probably from many other individuals, you always want to try to evoke an emotion with every piece of work that you're doing, whether it be an art piece, whether it be some game logic, whatever the case may be within your game, you want to try to invoke emotions for the player to get invested in. Artificial intelligence does not bring that into account. They just put something out there and once it's done, it's done. So you can go ahead and read the article, but basically it just talks about how on the off chance that AI may may replace game artists, but the article does go on to say that the emotion factor is definitely the big thing behind why the uh, AI won't be able to replace game artists anytime soon. But yes, um, you can find a link in the description to that, so go check that article out. That's the one I found out for this week, for this arena. So yeah, go check it out if you want to. If not, no big deal. We already talked about it. And like I said, my opinion, I don't think AI is going to replace game artists or even game developers anytime soon. But with that out the way, let's get out the barracks and head up into the arena for our main topic, which is my experience landing a freelance game development project. So as you can tell by the title, I actually received my first contract for a game development project. Can't talk about the project just yet, of course, but once once he does get a demo put together and it gets approved by the, my client, definitely we'll be bringing it into the arena to have you all have a chance to play it. But uh, but pretty much, yeah, um, my experience went, it was pretty fast. I was able to talk to the client, get everything set up pretty fast, so I was happy for that. And just thought I would bring my experience on how it went because I mean I've been in the Upwork space which is where the contract is through Upwork I've been through that space for quite a while I originally started doing accounting and bookkeeping work 
and progressed into game development once I picked up that as a hobby and thought about trying to get it more so into a career. And definitely with landing this project, it's definitely a good first step towards that. And I mean, it's been a long road, of course. So basically the way that I managed to, in my mind, get it put into there is using Upwork and using advice from an individual that uh, had a bunch of different contracts out there. And one of the few things that he harped on with my particular profile was making sure that you maximize your skill set, not just like those generic ones, but try to get more specific skills. Like I have C++ on mine. I have CryEngine on mine, game development on mine. So it's just really niche skills that clients are looking for when it comes to getting somebody to do work for them. So I definitely made sure to harp big time that I have worked on CryEngine. And of course, with working in Cocos 2DX now, I've also put that on my profile. Uh, CryEngine has been on my profile for the longest time now. And I will be doing all the game work in CryEngine. That's the engine that my client uses. So that's the that's where I'm making the game currently. So thankfully, with my experience with CryEngine, I was able to speak to the client intelligently, which is another thing that I wanted to point out is making sure that you do have a good display of knowledge, know-how, and dedication um, shown to the client. Because that was definitely something big that the client really liked about me. Because originally, when the contract came through, it actually got um, uh, removed. Upwork, if you don't abide by your gu the guidelines they set forth, being a client, they actually will remove your job post or project post or whatever the case may be. They'll remove whatever you put in there. So any client that or any freelancer that has bid on that project won't be able to see the project anymore because it's been removed because they didn't follow the terms and conditions of posting that project. So he actually had the project removed. And my first thought was, it's okay, it's a scam. So no skin off my back. They'll just refund my connects and I'll move on to the next one. Well, he ended up um, DMing me telling me, say, hey, I'm sorry that the job post or job project got removed. It's because I put my Discord information on there and they don't want to have that type of information on a profile, so they removed my project. I said, okay, well, that's no problem. If whenever your project gets put back on, just let me know and I'll go in, I'll bid on it, and then we can go forward. So he was definitely happy with that that uh, I was willing to wait for his project to get reinstated because it did take almost a week for that to happen. So he was happy that I was understanding that I displayed that dedication of, I really want to work with you and work in the CryEngine software and all that. So my dedication and understanding, knowing that crap happens, he, uh, the client was very happy with that and was even more excited to work with me once he knew how invested, how much dedication that I was going to have toward this project. So definitely want to make sure that 
you uh, provide that type of knowledge, that know-how of whatever you're going to be using in terms of program-wise goes, and just show that you are going to be dedicated to that client. And then the last thing that definitely set me over the edge once I was able to get um, talking with the client was communicating thoroughly with everything. Even if it's something that you think it's minuscule, it's not worth talking about, no, it most definitely is worth talking about and you want to make sure you bring it up to your client. You don't want to leave anything under the table. You want to have everything laid out so that the client knows what's going on, so that the client knows uh, what to expect and just keeping that constant communication rolling will provide a better relationship between you and your client. And that was basically my experience landing my first freelance project. I was able to get started. Um, I was messing around with my computer and accidentally crashed it. So I had to actually reset it. And literally, probably like five minutes prior to recording the episode, I actually got everything back up and running more efficiently than it was before, which is awesome. But still in the same way as it was before, which is awesome. Uh, I have CryEngine on here now. Well, I had CryEngine on here before. Took it off to work with Cocos 2DX and NVIDIA Game Works and Default and all that. But I got CryEngine back on here and it's working properly. So that's awesome. Uh, and we just have everything going. Hopefully we can keep it rolling. I'll be producing more YouTube videos, hopefully, with CryEngine again. Um, definitely Cocos 2DX and definitely Default. So be going to look out for all of that as well. But we are pretty much wrapping up. So just to reiterate on what uh, my experience was and th the best ways to possibly land your first freelance project uh, with the game development industry is making sure that you provide a specialized skill set. Don't just have super generic, but something more specific, like rather than say game development coding, put whatever language that you, you're most efficient in, uh, whether it's maybe you have C-sharp experience or you have C++ experience, or you have primarily Unity experience or primarily Unreal Engine experience. You want to make sure that you really harp between your title of your post or of your profile, your body description of your profile, and then those little meta tags for knowing what skills that uh, your clients are looking for. Then the next thing was knowing how to speak to your clients with displaying a good knowledge of what you're going to be talking about, what they're looking from you, the know-how of everything that they're going to be working with, everything you're going to be working with, and that dedication that you prove to them that, uh, that you're out here trying to get something put together for them. Basically have a win-win situation for both parties. You getting a job and them getting good work. So knowledge, know-how, dedication, and knowing how to speak to your clients was point number two. And that last point, and in my mind, probably the most important out of everything, is communicating thoroughly about everything. Don't leave nothing under the table. Put everything out on the open, on the table. Full transparency so the client knows exactly what's happening at all times. If you 
skip out on any information to a client and they find out afterwards, they basically will lose that trust in you and that could lose the that that gives you a chance of losing that project. So definitely always put everything out on the table, communicating everything so that way the client has no reason to distrust you and basically have you lose out on a project. But with that, that is everything that we wanted to talk about today in this arena. And next week, we are going to be bringing up another process behind creating a video game. This is going to be part two of as many parts as possible. So be on the lookout for that next week, talking about the process behind a video game. You already heard um, step one or part one. So if you want to listen back to that, you can. But we'll be talking about part two as I go further into the uh, game development pipeline process that uh, my freelance project is affording me. So take a, uh, be on the lookout for that next week, and then we shall go from there. But with that, I have nothing else to say. So with that, it is game over.